Welcome back to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I am your girl, Tierra Monique, and it is time to talk it up. I hope everybody is having a wonderful day as you listen to this. I hope today is going to be a beautiful day. It is actually after midnight (laughs) when I'm recording this. I finally had some quiet time, watched a TV show that I was trying to watch, that I like to watch, that I don't usually get to watch, and then I was able to join in a versus battle um, that was on uh, with Eric Roberson. That was cool. Um, so they were to watch that with Tracy Lee and everybody who was a part of the process. Um, so that was cool. And so it just ended actually like maybe 15 minutes ago. So yeah, I'm pretty wide awake right now. (laughs) So yeah, but anyway, (laughs) anyway, 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 so I hope when you're listening to this, you are having a wonderful day and I'm pretty sure that today once the sun comes up or I should say that I should just go ahead and say that today is a beautiful day even though it is currently after midnight it's still a beautiful day because any day that I get to wake up and see and be alive and well and be with my family and friends and still do all the things that um I'm able to do is a great and beautiful day so I truly thank God for this day and this moment that I have with you so as you can see (laughs) the title of today's podcast is a doozy (laughs) the topic we're going to be talking about today on episode number 32 is what are you thinking part two the sex edition (laughs) And the subtitle to this uh, episode is Think with your mind and not your behind. (laughs) So yes, we're going to talk about S-E-X, sex. So before I pray, I want to go ahead and put a disclaimer out, okay? So this episode is not for the sensitive at heart. It's not for young ears either. I am going to talk about sex. I am going to talk about Christians and sex. I am going to get all up in the business of sex, sex, sex. So please do not listen to this episode around your kids, your grandparents, if they don't like to hear talk of sex, or around your pastor, if he is on cloud 50, thinking that nobody in the church has sex. (laughs) Okay, okay. So we are about to get hot, honest, open, transparent, together, period. Okay, so please do not email me or send me a message on Instagram or my, you know, Facebook saying, girl, I thought you was a Christian. Why are you talking about sex? Well, God invented sex, (laughs) not Trey Song's. So if God invented sex, then sex is an important part of relationships. It's not the only thing that's important, but it is important in the right situation and at the right time. And when it's done in a committed covenant relationship, I'm sorry, let me scrap that. When it's not done (laughs) 
and a committed covenant relationship, it can reap craziness, insecurities, irrational thoughts, and decisions. Okay? Okay. So we're going to get into all that, but before we do, let's pray. So Father God, I come to you today thanking you for another day. Thank you for another opportunity for me to be able to express my feelings and thoughts and tell my story to people so that they so that they can hear it and learn from it and grow from it. Open the hearts and minds of those who are listening. May their lives forever be changed in a good way because of my transparency and may they grow and become better people to live out their God-given purpose. Less of me and more of you, God. Use me for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So let's be real. (laughs) Everyone is having sex. Christians are having sex. Non-Christians are having sex. People are having sex with each other. People are having sex with themselves. Hmm. Phone sex. Oral sex. Sex is being had. Bad decisions are made because of sex. We become stalkers. We stay longer in a situation than we should. We get involved with people that we shouldn't because of, you guessed it, sex. We just get downright stupid. So, I told y'all this was going to be real. Okay? All right. So now I'm going to come from the perspective as a Christian in a sex-crazed world. But I think it goes both ways. As a Christian or a non-Christian, we are all in this together. So let's think about some questions here. How often have you made bad decisions due to sex? Have you ever stayed longer in a relationship or a situationship or friends with benefitship (laughs) than you needed to because of good sex or what some people call you were digmatized or you were whopped whipped (laughs) i'm not gonna get too explicit but how many times have you asked god to forgive you because of sexual thoughts or having sex without that piece of paper called a marriage license yeah yeah did you marry for sex if you're married or do you plan to marry to get rid of that fire in your pants Based on scripture, you know, uh, it's it's better to marry than to burn. You heard that, right? Right. Have you ever stalked a person on Facebook or Instagram because you confused the sex that y'all had with a relationship? You know how that is, ladies. He told you he just wanted to have sex. And then you had sex. And then you had sex again. And now you think y'all in a relationship. But he still looks at you as just sex. (laughs) So these questions, if you answer yes to any of these, then you are in the right place. You are listening to the right podcast today because we're going to get into all those things. I have so much to tell you. (laughs) And we're going to talk about this right after we come back from the break. All right, we back. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) 
All right, so let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Y'all remember that song about Salt and Pepper? All right, so I've talked about this topic of sex before almost a year ago. You know, I think it was like maybe a couple of episodes in to the beginning of my podcast um, venture or journey, I guess you can say. And since then, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay, I said I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be hot, right? I'm going to be honest, open, and transparent with y'all. So, since then, I have a confessions. You know, these are my confessions. <laughs> I have fallen short, y'all. I have done went and backslid. <laughs> Which is a Christianized kind of way of saying that I have sinned. Yes, I have sinned and fallen short the glory of God. And I fornicated. What'd you say to your girl? What'd you just say? Yes, I have had sex. Uh, And yes, I've had sex this year, 2020. And yes, I have had sex doing the Rona. I know. Please don't come for me. Don't come for me. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect and neither are you (laughs) so don't you judge me don't you judge me because I'm not perfect and neither are you (laughs) but no seriously y'all I know that's that's what we Christians say right when we get caught up in something that we shouldn't be doing as a Christian and the first thing we want to say is I'm not perfect and you ain't perfect so don't be judging me right (laughs) but Hey, you can judge me. Go ahead and judge me. But make sure you pray for me and judge yourself because you know you did something too that you aren't supposed to be doing that God told you not to do, but you did it anyway, right? Ain't that right, boo? True. <laughs> but yeah, but that, but that doesn't justify my actions. Um, I was wrong. I mean, I know what to do and what not to do. And I got caught up. I got caught slipping. I got caught slipping. Now, I know you're thinking, Tierra, why did you go and do such a thing like that? Or why are you telling us this? Because (laughs) I'm a horny Christian. (laughs) I am a... Just because you become a Christian does not mean that those sexual desires do not go away. And I didn't want to be a hypocrite. You know, I can't encourage my listeners. I can't encourage the people around me. I can't encourage friend. I can't encourage friends to be honest, open, and transparent with me and with themselves. And let us be honest, open, and transparent together if I don't do the same. So here's my story. You know, I had a hot girl summer moment. <laughs> I did, y'all. I did. I'm not proud of it. I am not proud about it. And when you've had sex before, it's hard not to have sex again. But it is doable. You know, you can subdue the urge. I could have subdued the urge. I've done it before. I've I've been good at like, nah, turn, turning, turning my cheek, not looking, not entertaining. But I got caught up. I got caught up. And have I learned my lesson? Yes, I have. Am I going to do it again? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. With the grace of God, with all his strength, I hope not. 
And it's been a good, you know, four months since that slip up. But it was nobody's fault but my own. Now, I could blame my hormones. Yes, hormones. Yeah, if you're a woman from 35 to menopause years, or what some some old folks call it the change, (laughs) your sex drive and libido can skyrocket. You know, for men, it could be opposite. Like once they hit 35 and they get older, they can like kind of slump off and, you know, need help from a pill. (laughs) I mean, there are some men who are in their 50s who are still like going at it like rabbits without the pill. But for me, uh, at least three weeks in a month and there's four weeks in most of the months of the year, three weeks in a month. I am on high gear like I have to constantly check my thinking and pray and watch video sermons on sex (laughs) and stay away from sexed up songs and I have to stay away from dating sites because those are my triggers because my sex drive is crazy for like three weeks out of the month. I don't know what happened when I hit 35. It just happens. It's like the week before my cycle, the week during my cycle, then the week after my cycle. I am just like, oh my gosh, God, please marry me off so I don't burn. <laughs> it's crazy, but I know it's doable and I've done it before. And it's like, you know, come on now. You know, when you've been going for a long time, you say, I'm going to be abstinent. I'm not going to have sex. I'm going to do right by myself and by my body and by God and my purpose. My purpose is connected to my actions and my obedience to God. I'm going to do the right thing. And then you and then you put yourself in a situation and you tell yourself you're strong enough and you get in a situation. And next thing you know, you're not strong enough. And you know what your trigger is. Even though how many times you pray and how many times you watch video sermons about sex and you've done 5,000, you know, messages about it, you still can slip up. You just have to know your triggers and you have to know your boundaries. And it is doable. You know, the scripture tells us that it is doable. The Bible tells us that it is doable to abstain, to overcome temptation. But we tell ourselves that it's just one time, you know, when we get all hot and bothered and like, oh my gosh, it's been such a long time, you know, God's going to forgive me. But then after it's over, after you've done the deed, you think, dang, that wasn't even worth it. That wasn't even worth me having to feel guilty now. That wasn't even worth me now having to ask God for forgiveness. That wasn't even worth it at all. And then you go on a guilt trip and you feel bad. But you knew the Holy Spirit convicted you while your your booty was tooted up in the air. You felt him tugging on you, telling you to get up. But you think to yourself, well, I'm already here. God forgive me. (laughs) Come on now. Has anybody ever been doing something that God told them not to do? Especially something that is like strictly like a commandment. Don't do it. And while you're in it, you're like, God, please forgive me. And then you realize you didn't even enjoy it the whole time because you were so focused on the fact that you were doing something that you weren't supposed to do that you couldn't even enjoy it anyway. Don't you like, it's like, ah, I couldn't even enjoy it anyway. My slip up was a waste of my time. Because I couldn't even enjoy it because the whole time I was thinking, 
I should not be here. God forgive me. I was I was quoting scriptures in my head. I was singing songs in my head. I was like, why am I here? Why am I here? That's what I was thinking. Right? But the truth is, you and I know that I didn't have to be in that situation. You didn't have to be in that situation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 The message version says, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. He'll give you a way of escape. So why is it so hard to take that way of escape? You think sex sometimes in your brain, you're thinking, you know, sex is a necessity to relieve your stress. But why not think about the more beneficial stress relievers? Like, you know, like going to the gym, taking a walk, taking a nap, reading a favorite book or a blog, listening to music that that's not sexual, listening to your favorite podcast like me. <laughs> Or watching a YouTube video, you know, anything else than sex to relieve your stress. But we tell ourselves, nah, I gotta get this one off me. <laughs> I gotta get this feeling off me. I gotta release. And then once you do, you want it more and more and more. And if you think of sex as a means to an end and not what it's supposed to be, which is, a bonding physical expression of love, then you won't get the intended long-lasting satisfaction from it anyway. Because all you're going to be thinking about is, um, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, get my get my rocks off, you know, just so I can relieve some pressure from myself. Right? And ladies, we can't play the sex game like guys can. You know, men... They shouldn't play the game either, but they're able to hit it and quit it over and over and over again without any emotional attachment. Ladies, we can't do that. And even though some of us try to do that, we can't do it. We be trying, but sooner or later, we will want more like monogamy, like exclusive relationship, like marriage. Case in point, Deval and Kadeen Ellis. They have a podcast and there's a clip that's going around and I think it's an old clip and it's I think it's from their last season of their podcast if I'm assuming I think I'm not sure but I don't know the whole story behind it it just popped up on Instagram and um I saw it and now it's like everywhere and I don't know the whole story behind the discussion that they had on their podcast but as soon as I saw and heard that nine minute clip I automatically saw myself in her situation. So, you know, women always want more of something that a man did not initiate. And we think the more sex we have with a man, the more reason for the guy to change his mind about us. But sex don't change nothing for a man, but but it changes everything for us. It changes our pH balance in our vagina. <laughs> And how we look at ourselves. We devalue ourselves. Because if you're having sex with a man just so he can commit to you and he still doesn't commit to you, you're not going to be happy with that. You're going to look at yourself as a prostitute. 
you going out to dinner, he paying for your dinner. You're just basically a free prostitute. You ain't getting no, you ain't getting no money. Okay, granted, he's buying you dinner. He's buying you bags. He putting gas in your car, whatever the case may be. But what is your ultimate goal out of that? Don't you want a relationship? And that's what they were talking about in that podcast. They were like, you know, he was asking her, why do women want monogamy if they don't want to give up the sex when their man wants it? And I think that we as women, we do things that we shouldn't be doing because we think that that's what the man wants. We give up the butt thinking that that's going to keep a man. Sex does not keep a man. Okay, let me say that again. Sex does not keep a man. It doesn't keep a man at all. At all. And like I said, sex changes you more than it changes him. It's going to mess up your body. And you're going to think of yourself in a different way, you're not going to be able to look at yourself in the mirror because you're going to feel bad because you know that you have lowered your standards to try to get what you want from some from a man who don't want to give you what you want. And then he's going to start looking at you differently. He's not going to look at you as a woman who has standards, especially if you said to him, oh, I'm not going to have sex. I'm waiting until I get married. I'm a Christian. And the next thing you know, your legs is open. He going, oh, she just saying that. She don't really believe in that. And he ain't going to never believe you. Every time you try to stop and abstain again and say, no, I don't want to. And the next thing you know, all he has to do is um, caress your back or kiss your neck or whatever the case is. Make you feel bad about something and then you give in. And then he's going he's gonna to continue to keep looking at you differently. remember that you teach people how you want to be treated by what you allow and what you put up with so do you only want to be thought off thought of as a jump off a friend with benefits a late night stress reliever how much power have you given to your vagina or your penis like really so jamie fox made a song (laughs) called three letter words Okay, and the lyrics, in my opinion, describes how most people today view sex. I'm going to read some of them to you, okay? Now, mind you, this song used to be my jam back in the day. (laughs) No lie. When it came out, I think it came out like in 2005. At the time, I was married, so it was kind of okay for me to listen to it (laughs) and be all right because I knew I I can go home to my husband while I'm listening to this, but here we go. So the verses say, I'm starting to believe something's wrong with me because every day every night every hour every minute i'm thinking about it i can be at my job in my car up in church and when i try to pray it off it won't work it seems that i can't eat get enough of it and then the chorus says sex all the time sex on my mind sex everywhere i go i'm trying to let you know it's stronger than any drug even love sex can make you crazy sex can make a baby sex all night long it's the perfect song it's stronger than any drug even love then it goes on to say 
It's getting to the point where I watch it on TV when I buy DVDs. $39.99 for the new releases. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, y'all, but that part is always so much funny to me. He said, I ain't proud of it because it's getting in the way of love for me. And I can't help it. I can't shake it. I hear it calling me. And then it goes on and on and on and on, on, right? So if you listen to the lyrics of the song, right? Here is this man telling you that because he's been having so much sex, he's thinking about it all the time. He's not talking about having sex with his wife. He's even talking about watching porn. $40. He said $39.99. Sex has taken over him so much that he's thinking about it everywhere he goes, even in church. And I know some of y'all be up in church thinking about sex. You think about the sex you just had before you got to church. You think about the sex you're going to have when you leave church. You think about the sex you could have had because you in church. <laughs> and I know we haven't been in actually in the building in a long time, but I've been there. I've been there. I mean, it's been a, it's been a long time since I've been up in church thinking about sex, except for when the, the pastor is talking about it. But this song basically sums up what's going on in our world today we are thinking about sex all the time but we're thinking about it in the wrong way thinking about it in the wrong way and these lyrics truly explain the thoughts of people who believe that the that the urge to have sex is so powerful to overcome that song is talking about how sex is so powerful that it's calling him out he don't know what to do. He, he's not even proud of what he's doing, but he, he can't shake it. Is that how you think? Do you think when it comes to sex that you can't shake the urge? It's, it's too strong. It's too powerful. Now, I know what I'm about to say right now is going to be kind of cliche. But of course, you know, from a Christian standpoint, the antidote to overcoming that powerful urge of sex is who? It's Jesus, right? He overcome the world. So truly, if Jesus, who was tempted beyond what we ever could be tempted, right? Overcame the world. He overcame the things that was going on in the world. He didn't give in to temptation. Truly, you can overcome sex, right? He is the example of resisting temptation, right? Right? <laughs> no, I know. It's not that simple. But your perspective is everything. If you think you're being held back or depraved of sex, then you're going to want it more and consume it in unhealthy ways. But if you think of sex as a beautiful, climactic bonding experience between you and your spouse, free of thoughts of previous sexual experiences then you're on the right track to overcoming those sexual thoughts and there's nothing wrong with sexual thoughts when you're married right because when you're not now again i'm coming from a christian standpoint now if you don't believe 
in marriage, that's you. But if you don't believe in marriage, then you can come from it. You can look at it as being in a monogamous, committed relationship where it's just the two of you. So again, I'm not judging you. If that's what you want to do, that's your business. But for me, I know that it's better for me to be married and have sex. Because every time I've had sex and I was not married, I always feel guilty. And 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 back in the summertime, early summer, when I had my slip up, I was feeling so guilty. I was so feeling so shameful to the point, look how long it took me to even talk about it to y'all. Of course, I talked about it to one of my good friends. But again, I said, how can I have a platform to help people if I'm not telling some somebody what I went through and how I overcame it and how I'm still overcoming it? Oh, that's shouldn't <laughs> overcoming it. I don't even know if that's right. How I'm still making sure I'm fighting that every day because it's all about discipline and self-control. That's what it's all about. Because I know the consequences of having sex too early. You have soul ties. You know, you can't, for some reason, you can't shake that person. You know, you get pregnant. I did that. You have guilt and shame. And God forbid you get an STD from somebody who ain't your man, who ain't your wife. Because when you're me, that's something that you don't have to worry about. It's going to be great to have a soul tie with your husband, wife, your significant other. You want that soul tie because there's good soul ties and there's bad soul ties. Shoot, you get pregnant. Hey, it's good. You know, if if that's what y'all want. And there's no guilt and shame with it. And hopefully you won't get no STD if ain't nobody cheating. (laughs) But seriously, continuous thoughts of sex can lead you to unconsciously wanting it and acting on it when that opportunity presents itself you know like late night talks that lead to phone sex or that innocent invitation to netflix and chill you you know you know what i'm talking about right (laughs) so whether you believe that you should wait till marriage or believe to wait till you're in a serious committed relationship the truth is sex clouds our judgment about the person that we're trying to have sex with or that we end up having sex when we have sex too prematurely with someone that we don't know someone that we don't love and someone who does not have a similar purpose it is a whole thing when you're doing things outside the will of god it can mess up your whole purpose it can mess up everything not to say that you can't still walk in that purpose once you get yourself together because you can't But it's like, why not go ahead and just get it right now? You know, just go ahead and get it together right now. And I'm talking to myself because I have experienced this problem over and over and over again. And I feel like God is telling me, I can't give you what you want until you do what I ask you to do. Right? Right. So the other truth is. It does take work not to think about sex every day. And in my case, that means I have to set boundaries for myself and for others around me. Because, I mean, hey, who doesn't like sex? No one says, I don't like sex. You like sex. I like sex. But I want to love it. 
I want to love sex with a man I'm going to marry and have a purpose-driven life with forever. I don't want to have to worry about, is he going to leave me? Yes, that's a possibility when you get married, but when you connect with someone who is on the same path as you and who want the same thing, it's less likely they're going to leave you. It's less likely that that your relationship, your marriage is going to end. Right? So, let me tell you what I have been doing that I didn't truly commit to in the past that led me to my slip up. All right? So, I recommitted myself to trusting God again, like with without any excuses. So, if you think you can, you can, right? It's all about renewing your mind. In Romans 12 too. It's all about renewing your mind and thinking differently, not only about yourself and your self-worth, but about what is more important. Is getting your, you know, that orgasm more important than your destiny, than your purpose, than what God has for you? Because that's just a moment. That's just a moment in time that you can have for a lifetime with someone who is connected to your purpose. So I, I recommitted myself to trust God again. <clears throat> I, I changed my thinking because you know whatever a man thinks so is he so if I think I can wait then I can wait I can avoid and I can resist the urges with God's help I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength In Philippians 4.13 you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength right right alright <clears throat> excuse me y'all I got a leg <laughs> shoot okay number two i became the queen of block i've been blocking people i've been blocking people i've been blocking people so those certain people who were my triggers i blocked them no more late night phone calls even though i'm up right now and it's one o'clock in the morning (laughs) i'm not on the phone talking to anybody i'm you know i'm fulfilling my purpose (laughs) i'm walking in my purpose but no more late night phone calls. So like, you know, that one guy or girl, you know, as soon as you hear their voice, you get that sensation. <laughs> I have, I have, or not say I have, but I had a guy like that. Like he had this voice that every time I heard his voice, I was like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> right? you know it's like you gotta like block people like no I can't I can't talk to you um I can't talk to you or just you know if you know if you set the boundary in the beginning and say okay look I can't talk to you at a certain time of night I can't be talking about certain things with you at a certain time of night I can't be texting you certain things like we can't be sexting you know especially that person that guy who whenever they whenever they call you they don't care about your day. They don't care how you doing. You hear from them every other week. And the first thing they say to you is, what you got on? What you doing? Where you at? Who's around you? Because they want you to do something nasty on the phone. They want you to talk dirty. No, that's not the person for you. And even though I'm focusing on my conversation towards women, men, this is for you too. You, men, just because you are a man does not mean you have to fall for sex. You can still have sex in the, in the right context, in the right place, in the right time. 
there are a lot of women out here who are crazed, sex crazed, and all they want to do is have sex. They don't even want a relationship. They independent. I'm an independent, strong woman. I don't want no relationship. I just want to get, you know, have my orgasm. I just want to have sex and go about my business and make my money. And you can take me out to dinner and you can, you know, buy me clothes or whatever. But I don't want a relationship. There are a lot of women out here like that, y'all. It's a different kind, different times, y'all. Different times. <laughs> it's like if a, if a man can do it, a woman can do it at this point. Which leads me to this story. My friend... My friend, <laughs> I have a friend who who is so driven by her sex drive <laughs> that when I suggested for her to block her trigger, her trigger dude, her guy who was her trigger, she said to me, I'm getting too old to block people. <laughs> I'm just not going to answer. <laughs> like if like just the fact that you ignore the phone call is going to make you not answer it. It's like what? Isn't that crazy? Like you, you get so caught up in in wanting to have sex that you say crazy things. Like who's too old to block people? When do you become too old to block people? It's like you already know when that when this person calls you, even if you ignore the first phone call, they're gonna call again. They're gonna text you again. They're gonna keep calling. Why not just block them? That way you don't even have to see. You don't even have to be tempted to even answer the call or answer the text because you know us women women you know how you are that one dude who put it down he put it down and you know he's not for you you your life back to christ you decided i'm gonna make a full 180 i'm gonna u-turn i'm not gonna um go back to this i'm gonna do what i'm supposed to do and as soon as he calls he can keep calling, calling, calling. Eventually, you're going to give in, right? You're going to give in. So why not just block it? Because it becomes a continuous cycle. A continuous cycle. And then you start saying, well, I wonder why he always only call me late at night. Why don't he ever ask me about my day? Because you are just sex to him. You set him up to believe that all he has to do is give you a little bit of attention and then and then the draws come off. I've been there. I've done that. You can't expect a man to want your mind when you introduce him to your behind first. Okay? You can't expect a man to want your behind when you introduce him first to your behind. It don't work like that. Or if that don't resonate with you... <laughs> Don't try to do the interview for the job after you have given him the benefits. You want a relationship. Eventually you want to get married, but you don't already gave him the draws. So he's not even thinking about marriage. He's not even thinking about relationship. You want to know why? Because you already gave him what was supposed to come after the committed relationship, the marriage. Even a job. You go you go get a job. A job requires a 90-day <laughs> day probationary period. You can't get no benefits until, until 90, days, 90 days are up. And most of us, we give it up after 90 minutes, right after the movie. Let's go back to the house and chill. The lights go off. You ain't really watching nothing. And next thing you know, bada-beam, bada-boom, you done had sex. You're on your back. You're doing the do. 
But we gotta think better than our, about ourselves. We have to value ourselves. Sex is the icing on the cake. You gotta make the cake first. The date, the exclusive dating, the relationship and the marriage is the cake. That is the cake. Then you can put the icing on the cake, which is the sex. But you gotta make the cake first. Okay, okay, I hope that makes sense. So number two, what I did. I don't watch certain movies that has a lot of sex in it. And I can't listen to certain songs that, you know, make my mind go there. Like, Jodeci. <laughs> you got me feeling. Like, Jodeci. This is a Johnny Gill song. Oh my gosh. This is one song. It's, oh, I ain't going, I ain't going to sing it because it's going to take me back. And then, y'all ain't going to like this. The Beehive ain't going to like this. But for me, there's certain Beyonce songs I can't listen to either. <laughs> now, I'm not a super fanatic Beyonce fan, but I like some of her songs. And that song that started off called, I don't know what it's called, but it starts off going, I've been drinking, I've been drinking. <laughs> as soon as that song comes on, I'm like, hey, pass me that wine. Let me get right. And I know me with wine and drinking that wine just straight lowers my inhibitions like I am like wide open if I have too much to drink so I can't do that either <laughs> so I, I I don't do that I don't do that another thing is I don't masturbate and I gotta hurry up because I'm coming up on my on my hour gosh I got so much more to say I might have to do a part three. Oh, so I don't masturbate I don't. And I know that's like back and forth thing when it comes to Christianity and some Christians say, it's okay to masturbate because at least, you know, you're not having sex and you're basically, you know, pushing yourself. You're like, you know, one arming sex, basically. You're not making sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you really are one hand in it. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't masturbate. For me, it makes me want the real thing. I mean, it's like, it's like, Putting the key in the ignition and revving the engine, right? And then being told you can't drive the car. <laughs> you know? And, you, and ladies, don't let a man compare you to a car. Don't let a man compare having sex to you to test driving a car. You know that there are men who say, well, you know, I got to taste it and see if it's good before I commit. That don't sound logical. But it sounds logical to him. And sometimes it sounds logical to us ladies when we're with a guy that we really like. We want to impress him and we want him to stay around. And we know in the back of our head, he really just wants sex. But we think that, oh, we can change him. Again, your vagina don't change a man. Does not. He has to change for himself. Okay, okay. Because if a man wants to treat you like a car to test drive you, He's not going to stay around. Have you ever went to a car dealership where they, let, where they let you test drive the car and they told you to keep it and not bring it back? They told you, okay, you can go ahead and commit to that car and not bring it back and not pay for it. No, never. They said, here's the keys. Test drive it. Go around the block. Maybe you can hold it for 24 hours if your credit is good, but you got to bring it back. And that's how it is. You got to commit to the car before you can buy it. And that's what you need to do with the man. You got to have him commit to you before he can buy it. Before he can try it. (laughs) 
and don't let him tell you well what if well what if we're not compatible that's crap that is crap i don't know why men think they bring so much to the table like their sex is bomb and and our sex is not like oh like we we as women we're gonna be the problem and not them hold on hold on when you come together as one and you having sex as a married couple you're gonna have to find out what you like you're gonna have to find out what he likes and what you like just because what you did in your past relationships work does not mean it's gonna work with a new person so don't fall for that okie doke how I'm gonna know if we compatible bull crap I'm gonna learn you and you gonna learn me and that's all about commitment and covenant learning each other learning our bodies together having that conversation about sex talking about what we like and what we don't like now I don't advise you to have that conversation prior to marriage unless you're engaged and you're going to um counseling Because sometimes those conversations can spark up some things. And next thing you know, you're going to want to try and see. Curious. Curious. Curious George. <laughs> Even trying to curious George in it. Okay? Okay. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. No. Not at all. Not at all. Okay? Okay. The fourth thing I did. I started to journal. And so journaling helps me recognize the triggers. So not only do I journal about my day, but I also take into account the triggers that happen. Because sometimes you can just, excuse me, you could have heard 500,000 sermons. You could have listened to every, you can listen to gospel music all day long. But if you have had sexual experiences in your past, They'll just pop up and not like the full blown, you know, cinematic act right in front of you. But anything, I know sometimes a smell can do a flashback, a phrase can be a flashback, a TV show, a song that I was listening to on my way to see a certain person or any, anything, some just, you don't even know. It's like subconsciously, you don't even know. It just happens like, what? How did I even get to think about this person? Right? And so when you find yourself doing that, don't pick up the phone and try to find out how they're doing. Don't go to their Instagram account. Don't go to their Facebook and try to find out where they are, what they're doing. No. Write that down. You got to capture those thoughts. The Bible tells us to do that. It says take captive every thought that goes against the will of God. You got to take, no, I'm not going, I'm not going to even let this thought sit in my mind. I'm not going to let it simmer because it's not a sin. You know, we get confused as, you know, when it says, you know, if you, in the Bible, it says that in the Bible, it says that Jesus said that if you look at a person lustfully, you have sin, right? But when you break that down, you do deeper, deeper study about that. He's not just saying when you look at a person and you find them attractive that you're sinning. He's saying that when you continually, when you continuously have sexual lustful thoughts, it's one thing to see a man on TV or a woman on TV or in the store or whatever, or whomever, wherever, and you go, mm, they're attractive. They look good. But it's another thing for you to, for you to take that thought and go to the next thought 
and say, mm, I wonder how they are in bed. Or I wonder how they look with no clothes on. I wonder how they would feel. Come on now. Let's be real. That's when you're now sinning. That's when that lustful desire comes into play. And you took that one thought of recognizing their beauty to a whole nother level. You perverted their beauty. Oh, that just came to me. Don't pervert the beauty of someone else. That leads you to sin. That leads you to fall out of the will of God. Okay, so write down your triggers. All right. Number five, get hot, honest, open, transparent together with somebody you can trust. Have an accountability partner. Have somebody that you can talk to. Um, and if you, can't, if you can't talk to somebody, hey, God is always there. He's always listening. He is our number one. He is our father. So we can talk to him like we're talking to a friend. I have a friend I talk to and I tell her things. And sometimes I don't have time to call her and tell her something right away. I just talk to God and say, God, I just had a thought. <laughs> I need you to help me right now not to go pick up a phone because it's just that easy. Sex is so easy. It's so attainable to get. That's why people always find themselves caught up in sex, even though they want love instead of sex. Because it's so easy to get sex. It's easier to get sex than it is to get love. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Because love takes work. Like takes work. Shoot. For real, for real. I had a revelation the other day while I was watching TV. I was like, look, I'd rather have somebody like me first than try to love me first. Because I want you to get to the point where you like me. That you enjoy being around me. Because love is fleeting. Because if you put love and a definition of how you feel then when you don't feel like loving me no more you'll walk away I want you to like me I want you to like me to the point where if I do something that disappoints you and does not meet your expectations you're not going to walk away from me because you're going to give me the benefit of the doubt knowing that I'm your friend we're friends we're growing together we're doing life together and you like me enough you respect me enough you honor our relationship enough not to walk away. I want you to like me first, not love me first. I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, get get honest with somebody because when you hold in what's going on with you, if you hold in your thoughts, what you're thinking, what you what you want to do, what you're thinking about doing, what you've already done, if you hold that in, it's going to eat you up inside to the point where you're going to be so guilty, feeling so guilty and so shameful. And God has already forgiven you. But you have to go and ask him forgiveness. If if God God told us in the Bible that we're supposed to forgive someone, Jesus said, forgive a person seven times 70. That's 490 times. And I, I heard a pastor say, there's the, the, the other part too to that, the breakdown of that is, he said in a day. So 490 times in a day. And then the next day it starts all over again. So if God told us, to forgive somebody 490 times in one day as a human being, why don't you think that God can't forgive you to infinity and beyond? He will forgive you over and over and over and over again, just like you do with your children. Your children make the mistake. You don't just say, I'm not going to be your parent no more. I'm not going to be your mom. I'm not going to be your dad. You still love them. You love them anyway. And you talk to them about what they did wrong. You discipline them and let them know they did something wrong. But you help them grow and you teach them what to do so they won't do it again. And if they make that mistake again, you're going to go through that same cycle with them again. But you're still going to love them. 
you're still going to help them grow. And that's what God does for us. We are his children. And if you make that mistake, okay, you make that mistake. Get up and try again. Like Aaliyah said, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Okay, you slipped up. Okay, I slipped up. But it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Learn your lesson. Do a U-turn. Try again. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. And keep going. Know your triggers. Know your boundaries. Okay? Okay. There's another movie that I recommend you watching. If you suffer, if you really suffer, you know, from... I wouldn't say suffer, but if you're really dealing with your sexual desires, especially right now, it's getting cold outside, the holidays are coming, even though the coronavirus is here, people are still having sex on the coronavirus. People are still hooking up. It is what it is. So there's a movie called Thanks for Sharing. It's really, really good. And it talks about basically how, you know, just like people go to um, Alcoholic Anonymous uh, groups, meetings, AA meetings, People go to meetings about sex too, and they get those coins and they go 30 days, 40 days, 60 days, 90 days of, you know, trying to live their lives without, you know, constantly uh, having sex all the time. Because usually most of the time, if you're having sex constantly all the time with people who don't, you don't have no kind of relationship with, no kind of meaning, no love, no nothing, you're trying to fill a void. There's something else going on within you. And you have to recognize what it is. Why am I trying to, why am I constantly having these sex capades without no love? Joe said it best. I'd rather have love than have nothing at all. I'd rather have love. I mean, you want, you want love. Everybody wants love. And you can't fill that void of love or relationship or commitment. That connection with someone with sex. Because sex don't last. When your spouse has erectile dysfunction, are you going to leave them because they can no longer satisfy you with penetration? When your wife no longer can have sex um, vaginally because she's for some reason she, she got sick or whatever the case may be and she can't anymore. Are you going to leave her because she can't satisfy you the way she used to no you fight y'all you fight for your marriage you fight to please each other you learn how to you know please each other in different ways and you keep growing and you keep moving as a couple as a married couple in your relationship you don't give up because you have to learn that sex is not everything it's a it's a great piece of the puzzle but it's not the whole puzzle because your purpose is bigger than sex your purpose is bigger than sex. My purpose is bigger than sex. Yes, I want to have it. Yes, I have that urge. But I have to realize that my obedience is better than sacrifice. My obedience to God and to the purpose that he has put in me is better than a five-minute climax or 15 minutes or whatever. Okay? All right, I got to hurry up, y'all. All right. And the other one is to fast and pray fast and pray because when you take time to um remove certain things that you think that you can go you can't go without then um it it, it helps you you pick something that you find very hard to say no to like sex food social media a person tv shows or movies Um, fasting helps you become more disciplined it gives you that much needed push and encouragement to be able to say no so if you have a hard time saying no to to donuts 
So if you have a hard time saying no to a donut, then you will have an even harder time saying no to your sexual desires. So don't pray to never have the desire because you want to have that sexual desire again when you get married or when you get in a committed relationship. Sorry, I'm talking really fast. Um, you want to still have those desires when you get married or get in a committed relationship. You just don't want to have those desires right now. You want to have them at the right time. So there is nothing wrong with sex, but there is something wrong when it when it, it um, when it drives you when sex is your driver to your decisions and relationships. When you become sexually frustrated, remember this scripture, Jeremiah 29, 13, write this down. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So seeking God sincerely will help you in the development of your faith and self-control because nothing can separate you from God, not even your sexual desires. Okay. Okay. So there were these two prayers that I put together that I got from when I did this, um, you version devotional called, um, getting out of my head so i'm just gonna go ahead and pray this and go ahead and pray us out with this okay um the prayer says um god help me break the cycle of my out of control thoughts i want your truths to invade every decision every emotion every thought i have god you equip me for this battle against the lies i believe about who i am and who you are help me never to feel a victim to my thoughts because you are already victorious amen so thank you again for joining me for another episode of Talking Up with Tierra Monique. Please go and visit um, my Instagram and my Facebook page at Talking Up with Tierra Monique. You can email me at talkitupwithtierramonique at gmail.com. You can visit my website at everything Tierra Monique. Please reach out to me through DM, through Instagram. Leave me a voice message on Anchor. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to those who left me voice messages. I really appreciate it. I thank you for the support. Please continue to pray for me as I will continue to pray for you. And remember to continue to be honest, open and transparent with someone that you trust. Don't go through this life alone. We do we do life so much better when we're doing it with someone else. So until next time, um, be kind to yourself, love yourself and never stop growing. Don't forget to seek God first in all you do. And if you make a mistake, just get back up and try again. Okay, change your thinking about sex. Okay. Sex is something beautiful, but at the right time and with the right person. Okay? Okay. Until next time, God bless you. Smooches.